Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, today we're talking about Euphoria, episode five. Yeah. Wow. This oh. was, I don't think, something anybody expected. Correct. It's an episode that's mostly Rue. Yeah, it's pretty much entirely Rue. The only reason we see other characters is because Rue goes to them. Mm -hmm. So I've been kind of waiting for this because I feel like this whole season really hasn't been about her other than her destroying mm -hmm. herself in little bits and pieces, which is pretty much what this episode is yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, this was basically like Rue's big adventure. Yeah, but like the worst adventure ever. <laughs> the, the scariest and occasionally most un believable adventure ever yeah. and not in the good sense no. of unbelievable so basically uh Rue's just kind of running around euphoriaville uh high mm -hmm. and in withdrawals and she had a limp at one point yeah. but then she lost the limp and then she like fell into cacti and threw a glass table and yeah I truly don't know how she survived any of that. Any of that. The cars? The cars! I don't, I don't know. She caused car crashes. Oh my god, yeah. Well, and all this kind of kick-started because the episode starts and Rue's mom has basically been like, I know that you're using again. And then, oh my god, it's crazy. She basically goes to say that she knows that because Jules told her. And Jules and Elliot are in the other room and Rue and Jules have this fight of like, you don't love me. And if you did love me, you wouldn't you have wouldn't done have this and you wouldn't have told her. So it's a whole mess. And they try to bring Rue to get help and that doesn't work. And Rue basically like jumps out of the car yeah. into oncoming traffic. Not quite as iconically as Lady Bird, yeah, no. but similar effect. Very similar. And Rue, yeah, like you said, she's just running around Euphoriaville and she runs into Lexi and Cassie's house where I think this is supposed to be the same day as the birthday party. No? Somebody Maybe. told me like, oh, I think it was like after the party and the reason Nate wasn't there is because like Nate had left the party. So, so that it was like the day after the party? Yeah. They we're in different clothes, though. That's what I thought, too. So I don't know. That's up for debate. Yeah. But I mean, all the girls are there. But right. also, it's like, I think that's just because they hang out. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think it's very believable that they hang out all the time. And Cassie was at home and, you know, like in her sweats and not looking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, true. But, like, it's her house. You know? Right, right. Yeah. So that all happens. And Rue basically comes out and is like, oh. The reveals that Cassie has been sleeping with Nate Jacobs and Maddie is losing it. Her little hand choreography. Oh my god. I saw a TikTok. The people are going crazy. I saw a TikTok this morning though that was the the audio of Maddie going, Rue, when mm -hmm. did this happen? And that whole little bit. And it's just someone's hand. It is just someone's I hand that. doing the the Maddie hand uh -huh. choreo. And I absolutely lost my mind but yeah so that was oh. a very 
desperate act on Rue's end. Yeah. And, and I don't know I, why she thought that was going to work to distract from her. Granted, she did get to sneak out of the house, even though her mother was literally, literally standing there. by the door. Yeah. I was disappointed in that, though. Like, it didn't blow up the way that I wanted it to, which I, has me excited for the next episode. Correct. I think that we're going to see more of that, but I kind of like was sitting there, oh, that didn't go down how I thought it was. And it was almost melodramatic in a way. Like, of course, the way that Maddie reacted was like iconic and like, oh my God, like the hand choreo. And she's like, excuse you, like whatever. But I guess it just didn't come out the way that I thought it was going to. And it just kind of fell flat for me. Like something with like the tension and then like Cassie almost seemed like she was in a daze. Like she didn't really seem fully bothered to me or like trying to defend herself. I agree. I think that's but maybe fairly believable passing. though. I, I yeah. think that's believable for the state that she was in because obviously she's gonna deny it and she wasn't expecting it and it came out of nowhere and you know she throws it back on Rue like why are you gonna believe a drug addict over me? I'm your best friend. Right. So I didn't necessarily find that unbelievable but yeah I agree Fell flat, but also it wasn't an episode about all of them. This whole episode was definitely from Rue's point of view. Mm -hmm. So I guess that didn't bug me as much, especially knowing, you know, we got a couple more episodes coming after this. So I'm fully expecting to see, like, Maddie with an axe full, like, 80s horror style. And what's going to happen with Nate? We don't know. I I would just like him to fall in a hole and die, but that's besides the point. Yes. Well, yeah. Also, we'll see if we see any more of Tal in the I next don't want to see any more I of know. him. I know. I, I don't done. really want to see more of him. I am but... done with that man. I don't care about his story. I don't care about his life. We wrong i can't i get that oh yeah we do it's it's like we don't need anything more of him and i think in a way that's what made me excited about this episode is it felt like it was going back to its roots and it's like yes this is rue's story and like everyone else was just kind of like revolving around her and that's what made it interesting i feel like in the first season and then everybody fell in love with these characters so now we're diving more into them which is exciting but also it's like i feel like our attention is being pulled in every which way and then we see none of the characters that we like wanted to see because we're just seeing other people. Like right. we're not seeing anything of Kat. And like we, I think the next episode we're going to see more of Lexi and Fez, but that's been kind of on the back burner for a while. Right. And it was nice to see more of Rue and everyone's saying like, this is going to be the episode that will win Zendaya another Emmy. And I feel like absolutely that's very valid. I feel like she definitely could. And it all kind of goes crazy even more when she shows up at the lady's house who um, she basically had the deal with, with the suitcase because right, after her she- mom threw out the suitcase and that was like a masterclass in acting to me. Like it was so yes. clear of her intentions and what she wanted and her her motivations in that scene and the just like the circumstances and like what was at stake the stakes were so high like it was it was a really really well done scene and she basically has to go back to the lady and be like uh, I don't have the suitcase and what are we gonna do about it and I'm in withdrawals mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and I'm unwell and I'm breaking into other people's houses and stealing their that's right money yeah and she's still those people yeah to I try to. That make up for the $10,000 that I owe you. And oh, hi, also I'm only 17. Yeah. And I can barely spell my name, but I'm in these major financial crises now. But yeah, this episode absolutely cemented Zendaya as an actor, Mm -hmm. which I 
did not see from her in this first half of this yeah, season, yeah. honestly. The writing, again, wasn't fantastic this no, episode, <laughs> it, but Zendaya made it believable. Unlike mm-hmm. the one scene where Nate has that freak out on Cassie in the bathroom and he's saying like, like, what was that? He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's in the, yeah. that was so unbelievable. But Zendaya took that same mildly terrible dialogue right. and turned it into something so believable yeah. and painful to watch. It was pretty, pretty inspiring. Yeah. And it made it bearable to watch this episode with all of the crazy things happening and made the episode go by so fast too. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, still a standard length, like 53 minutes, but it felt like it went by much, much quicker. Yeah, and it's impressive also because when you think about the episode, it was so centered on one situation. And obviously there were a whole bunch of things going on, but we jump around in a lot of the episodes so it can feel... Like, oh, wow, like so much happened in that short period of time. And right. like, it can feel like, oh my God, we've been seeing the same thing for forever. It's dragging on. But it really didn't feel like that to me. And Not especially when she got to like the sort of like drug lord's house. And yeah, that was everything scary. that happens there. I'm very interested to see it in the next episode if we're going to hear more about that. I've been seeing on TikTok, people have a lot of theories that it's like sex trafficking. I was going to say, I'm interested in the sex trafficking theories. Not that I want to right. see that and I, you know I heard people talking about like how if you crank the volume up you can hear like scratches at the door yeah people think that like there are like women locked behind one right. of the doors like, where's in the house Faye? oh she true. was she was a big part and then like the last time we saw her she was getting shoved into an air duct oh, um yeah. so I don't know but we also get morphine introduced mm-hmm. into Bruce's system now which is and she's stabbing her multiple times so that way yeah. if whatever happens, whatever they end up doing with her now, she really looks like a different even, like a different kind of addict. Yeah, it's really... What do you think about that lady acting-wise? Oh my gosh, she's so scary. She's scary, but also I'm like, she's giving nothing? Like, she's... I. That's her brand, though, I think. Yeah. She, uh, the little connection here is that she's also in Spider-Man. Oh, really? The the new ones. Oh, with okay. With Zendaya, Zendaya and okay. Tom Holland. And she's in... She's, like, a tour guide in, like, a small scene in an elevator or something. Okay. Same monotone, same monotone delivery. Okay. I think that's just her brand. Good for her. I can't imagine getting booked doing that. I cannot imagine Somehow she career has, off of that. Because... <laughs> That is everything we have learned not to do. In acting school, we took voice and speech together. And I think our voice and speech teacher would have chopped our heads off if we talked like her. Literally. And did every scene like her. So I guess she... I guess you could almost say she's like a character actress. Like that Absolutely. is her, her her type. Absolutely. And it works for this character. I mean, honestly, she's scary because you can't read her at all because she's so monotone and she's oddly calm. And she was a teacher with a family in a previous life. Yeah. What are your theories about the guy that was in bed mm. with her? Is that like her bodyguard or is she like involved with this man? This is what I can't figure out. I think maybe she was involved with him. Which is absolutely bonkers if she was a 
teacher with a family and a steady life and now this is what she does become of her i you know what i would be more interested in seeing her backstory than anything more from cal that would be great actually if the next episode we got her backstory i would love to hear about that i would like to know about more about these birds as well because i'm so i birds yeah i heard a theory that people were saying like it's just helping with the noise like because the birds will make noise right also it's interesting people were trying to come up with theories about like why when she's in the bathtub we're seeing so much of this like tv screen no, I liked it. I don't think it necessarily. The focus was on the morphine bottle, right? Yeah, exactly. And and the juxtaposition of that like cute little glass gla- mouse, right. With the or chipmunk, whatever. I yeah. Don't and the most dangerous drug that you literally give to dying people. Yeah. So I really liked that choice. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, I was just... and I think it was a good way to work around what was happening because I think right. like. I know I heard a lot of people, this was the scene that really, uh, not the scene, but this was the episode and the scene, I guess also, that really tipped them over the edge. I read like a Refinery29 article and people were just saying that like this episode was so realistic to people that have, you know, dealt with this. Wow, okay. And, And I completely get it. So I think that that scene, it was smart for them to do it that way because they were able to make it clear what was happening without having to be so graphic. Except they had to do the close-up with the needle, which True. <laughs> from the COVID-19 pandemic and watching the mm-hmm. news and seeing like shots being injected into people's arms, I learned that I ha- I have a phobia of watching mm. needles be injected. So when it came to that section, I just politely turned around from the screen and I was like, okay, let me know when it's, it's over. over. Exactly. Because, oh, oh my gosh, it was so close up and like, that was a no for me. I just have to think of it as like, it's probably not the actor's arm. Oh no, it's not. Like, it's not you know? real. It's, it is it is what it is, but it still like makes everything inside of me crawl. Yeah. I really don't know what's gonna happen to Rue now. I also don't know how she jumps out of that window and didn't break everything in her body oh my god i was i was there were so many dogs in this episode and all dogs and the cat and then like the parties that she's running into and like the buffet table moment yeah that was i laughed out loud there were a lot of really great moments because it was like this long continuation of her running but then it was like all these different scenarios that were happening so I really enjoyed it. I thought that this episode was very, very well done. It made me extremely excited to see where things are going to go, especially because of everything that happened with Maddie and Cassie, what's going to happen with Rue. I want to see more from her sister. Um, yeah, at least uh, she crawled out of the woodwork. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and, and she's when she was crying in the, in the car, that was devastating. And I saw this TikTok, this person was saying, I, I hate to always be referencing TikTok, but <laughs> I mean, if you are on TikTok, you know euphoria that TikTok is euphoria hot. tiktok is everywhere and um at least it is for me and it's like sunday monday tuesday or like you go on tiktok it's just euphoria yes because everyone's just talking about the latest episode one girl was saying like wow that that was me like with my sister and i think that at least for me watching this i mean i i'm assuming that it's very accurate because i'm people's responses but in a way it's like I don't want to say this is educational but I read this this sort of like tweet meme thing that people were like see people say that like I guess euphoria season one more so like glamorized drug use and I mean that's kind of what your whole thesis was yes it was and people are like season two has me scared to take an ibuprofen 
And I was like, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I guess everyone could view it differently. And we've talked about this of like, you know, glamorizing relationships, like people have said with Red Rocket and Licorice Pizza. And we've gone back and said, you know, I watched Lana Del Rey music videos when I was little. You don't see me like out here with 60-year-old tattoo motorcyclists because you can separate art. Like you can learn from it. And I think that if anything, I would hope that people – you know, maybe season one in the carnival scene, people are going to be like, oh my God, that looks fun. Sure. <laughs> but I think if somebody were to watch this episode, like There's I would think fun. if you're in a younger demographic, I don't think you're going to be influenced in the way of like, oh, I want that. And it's glamorizing it. Yeah. I think that this was very hard for people to watch because it was so truthful and it shows the harsh realities. And it also really showed her actions affecting everybody and it's really hard because including herself exactly and like in a way we want to love rue because we're following her story and like we feel for her but also this kind of just showed like how selfish she's being it's it's a very and it's also an illness like i don't i don't want to say that like she's actively like just choosing this because it you know addiction is very very real and You know, it started at a young age for her after her dad died. So I don't want to say by any means, like, she should just hop out of this. I know it's not that easy. We're seeing it affecting her sister and her mom and literally all of her friends around her. It's very hard. And was it this episode that Fez was dragging her out? Yes. Yeah. And, like, even someone who's... Threw her out the door. Exactly. Like, someone who's involved in the drug scene, I'm sure he's seen the worst of it. And it's making him very upset. It was a very, very heartbreaking episode. And in a way, kind of reminded me of like Beautiful Boy and how Mm -hmm. that movie, I think, is just really, really devastating and hard to watch. And I just, I think that, yes, it's risky for the show to do something like this and to show that. But also, I think it's important because, yeah, they have to show all the sides and, you know, rude dancing around her room and you know having fun is one side but also this is the other side and it's really dark yeah this episode was very sad i didn't cry i don't think i've ever cried watching euphoria no never yeah so i i mean i didn't cry i mean i guess i could have at like her sister that was that was very sad but I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be crying at the end of this. We'll see. Well, some people think that Rue's going to die at the end of this. I absolutely think she needs to die. <laughs> she, need, she, she needs to be killed off. <laughs> no. Well, it got renewed for a third season. So right, I don't think true. they'll kill her off they this should, early. They, no, they won't kill her off. But I've seen theories, people saying like, you know, the first episode of season one starts off with like her being born. In the womb. Right. In the womb and stuff like that. And it'll go full circle. And that it'll be like she was almost like retelling her life. I I believe that. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that. And I think that would make for a beautiful story arc and would make this whole crazy journey worthwhile. I could see this show having like maybe no more than five seasons. Well, no, because they're going to have to go off to college then. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, what grade are they in? Who knows, man. <laughs> I did. They don't go to school. They're just honestly, teenagers. At this point. Have we? Yeah, we. Okay, I was like, have we even seen them at school? But we did. We we've seen them in the bathroom and stuff like that, and the the school show. Maybe yes. maybe they're gonna do Oklahoma, and we have seen them at school, but not as much as you know. I I would think we would, but also they right. seem like the kind of kids that would skip class. 
good for them. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's bonus episode about euphoria. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the cinema chicks and on TikTok at cinema chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on letterbox at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Frozen mac and cheese that has never been scarier. Hand choreography with very dramatic lengthy nails. And the birds. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad we had that talk. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. 